Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we wanted you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. God is so good. Oh, what are you going to do now? Don't talk to me because you over here in that silk shirt just silking. You, you, the, the silk is silking. Ah, I set myself up. You bought this shirt. How many of y'all like my shirt my wife yes. bought me? Keeping me looking right, girl. You, look, you looking like a snack. No, girl, you ain't no snack. You a whole meal, girl. Come on. Thank you. Five course dinner. Come on, Let's somebody. Go. Whole you can Thanksgiving have brunch meal. when you're done. When we done with church. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's hurry this up. <laughs> Who's excited to be here one more time? Make some noise. Oh my God. God oh, is so man. good. How many of y'all feel the presence of God today? And it's so strong, but yet it's so gentle. Um, I just feel it like all the way down into my stomach and. Um, Praise God for a house and a church that is open to God's presence. Amen. That longs for his presence, that knows that his presence is with us and is real. Mm -hmm. See, there's a lot of things that aren't real in this world, but I'm so glad that God is real. Amen. And he is present and very, very aware of everything going on in our, all of our lives. So before we start, if, if that's okay, I'd love to just, just pray. Take a moment just to pray. And let's consider the sweet presence of God in this place. Father God, we thank you for this house, Lord Jesus. And we thank you for your presence, Lord, that is with us each and every day, Lord. And I thank you that you are in this house today with all of us, God. God, you know what each and every one of us are facing what we're going through, what's on our mind. But God, I pray that we release our worry to you right now because God, you are in control of everything. God, I pray that we don't condemn our situations and what we're going through, Lord, but that, but that you are allowing them in our lives so that we can grow, Lord. Lord, we're believing, Lord, for you are the great healer, Lord. And we know that there is nothing that's too hard for you, Lord. We say thank you in advance. Thank you for the victory. Thank you for the healing. And thank you for this message, God, and everybody that came today to hear it, Lord. It is not by accident that any of us are here, Lord. So have your way, God. Have your way in our hearts and minds. And I pray that we don't leave here the same. In Jesus' name, let all of God's people say amen. 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 Why don't you give God a shout of praise in this place? Because we are victorious. Amen. Amen. Well, how you doing online family? We love y'all. Thank you for joining us. If you're here in person, thank you for being here as well. How many of y'all been liking this series, A Different World? Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, next, somebody look at your neighbor and say, next Sunday is the grand finale. All right, so don't don't miss it. You've been you've been. How many of you been here for every week of a different world? Raise your hand. Let me see. Okay, good, good, good. Right. Okay, okay. How many of y'all brought your bras again? Yeah. Okay, good. We're not doing there this again, go. Joanne. Yes, we are. <laughs> we need to make sure. Thanks for inviting them. Bring them to the quad after. Check them out in the quad after. Yeah, there's a okay. lot of 
single fly ladies in the place. If you single and you fly, why don't you raise your hand, make some noise. See, look, girls, we're going to do that again. If you single and you fly, make some noise. Make some noise. There we go. Yeah, look around, brother. I see you. Yes, look around. Yes. Yes. See, the bros be doing it cool, though. They be like, like. He had to stretch. Yeah, yeah, stretch. You know, you, you know, you got to play it cool. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, I, I love it. I, I, I lo- yeah. If you're single in this room right now, just make some noise. I just want to hear. It. If you're married in this room right now, make some noise. Okay. Let's go. They louder because they had sex last night or this morning. That's why. That's why. Like, like I, I know we've been talking about like single season and stuff for like the last few weeks. Today, this message is for married folks. Yeah. So hide your kids. I see a lot of kids up in this place. Man, I. <laughs> Let's hope this is the one day they just are like. Just put your hands on your ears and say la 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 la. Okay. Well, yeah. it's gonna be something else. You know today. how you got here. Yeah. You had to get here. You, and if you don't know, you you gonna learn today. Okay. <laughs> If you got your Bibles, I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 21 through 33. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 21 through 33. And because I like your voice, love, could you read the passage for us, please? Submit to one another. Hold on, hold on. 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 You got to say that with some some conviction in your chest. Come on. I was going to do that. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Submit. Everybody say it with me. Submit. Submit. One more time. Submit. Submit. All right. To one another out of reverence for Christ. Underline, highlight, do all you can because that's, that's it right there. Yeah. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands. Stop. We I, ain't never going to get through this you message. Just, I just, I just want to hear you say that part again. Can you just read that part again real quick? Wives, yeah, yeah, submit, sit down, <laughs> go ahead, yourselves to your own husbands, Jesus, as you do to the Lord. Ain't no, for side, the husband, ain't no side piece submitting, that's all I'm saying. Go ahead, for the husband <laughs> is the head of the wife, as the Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the savior. This this is probably my favorite part of the Bible. Some dudes engage like they've never been engaged before. Yeah, girl. Yeah, you hear what the word said. Mm -hmm. I I can see it. Go ahead. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Mm -hmm. Now, husbands... You hear that? Love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. It's a good place to say amen. Amen. To make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. And to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husband ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. 
After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of the body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is the profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. Mm -hmm. However, each of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Jesus. And the church said... If you want to give this message a title, you ready for it? Submit. Amen. Submit. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for this day. For this is the day that you have made, God. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God, I thank you that before the earth began to spin on its axis, you knew each and every human that was going to be in this place and watch this message online today or thereafter. And God, I pray that we would lie down as you rise up. Don't let these words be our own, but let them come directly from your throne room of grace, hope, and hearts, minds, and ears to be open and receptive to a word that's always and will only be about Jesus. God, I pray that you would introduce yourself to somebody that either doesn't know you or is far from you today. And God, I pray that we would understand what the word submit truly means, because you were first willing to submit yourself for us. So in turn, we should submit ourselves to you. Yes, God. God, we thank you. I pray for the husband and wife in this room whose relationship may be on the rocks. Fix it, Jesus. Fix it, Lord. And for the husbands and wives that are doing well, continue to strengthen them. Yes, Lord. And encourage them. We give this time back to you in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Everybody said? Amen. Somebody give Jesus one more shout of praise today. Submit. I like how the room kind of echoed when I said that. Submit. So, like, this is a fun passage in the Bible to preach because when, when you read it, like when, as soon as I say submit, some people going to get in their feelings. Submit. Because that submit, if you take the Webster's Dictionary meaning of it, 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 it almost sounds very demeaning. Like submit. Submit. The word submit, the denotation of the word is found in, in Webster's means to accept or yield to a superior force. Did you hear what I said? Accept or yield to a superior force or the authority or will of another person. We hear that. We don't like that, do we? Why don't we like that? We have a problem with submit because the definition correlates superiority with authority superiority and authority. And here's the reality. It's like nobody wants to feel like somebody is superior to them. Mm -hmm. Because when people feel like they are superior to someone, you know what they do? They lord it over that person. They try to keep people down in order for them to maintain their position. This was an issue with the Pharisees in Jesus' time. They called them a bunch of hypocrites. They, they not only looked at the laws of the word, they also added their own interpretation and their own laws to it so they can maintain superiority over the people that they were called to serve. So when we hear submit, 
It's an interesting term for us to truly process, especially in the context of marriage, because there's superiority tied to authority. Here's what I love that Ephesians 5.21 says as, as we start. Because if I don't break down, if I don't break down what submit truly is, you're not going to receive the rest of this message. Okay? So Ephesians, some people are already out there, they tight. They're like, he better hurry up and get to the point. <laughs> Ephesians 5.21 says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. If I'm submitting to another person and they're submitting to me, let me ask you a question. Who's superior in that situation? Neither. Neither. Says, submit to one another out of reverence for who? There's your superiority. Christ is superior to us all, yet is willing to humble himself and bring himself down to our level in order to save us. So even Christ relinquishes his superiority in order to serve Submit yourself one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, let me give you some context because I hate just people just read a verse and they're like, oh, it says submit. So you better go home and submit, woman. No, that's not what. No, no, doesn't work like that. Context. Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus. And of all the books Paul written. Ephesus, uh, Ephesians was one of those great books because the church in Ephesus, for once, Paul wasn't writing to correct them for false doctrine. Okay, a lot of other churches, like the church of Corinth, there was all kind of craziness going on. I'm going to talk about that in a second. A lot of churches, crazy stuff was happening. So Paul used to, have, used to have to write to correct them so that they believed the right things and got back in line. That is not the case with the church of Ephesus. Paul loved the church of Ephesus, and he writes them not to correct them, but to help them grow in spiritual maturity. Okay? He knew that they desired to go deeper. He was trying to get them to know God on a deeper level. And he was trying to get them to understand how to live together in love. How many of you glad that you come to a church that is built on love? Right? Paul would love this church because he knows that our goal is to live together in love. That's why if you go back from verse 21 to, um, uh, excuse me, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1, it literally says, be imitators of Christ. Be imitators of Christ and live a life of love. So you can't just say what verse 21 says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ without the context in the back of your mind of chapter five, verse one, that says, be imitators of Christ, live a life of love. You have to have that context in the background because when Paul says submit in verse 21, the passage means to yield your rights for another's sake. Not to yield your rights to a person's superiority. It's to yield your rights for the sake of another. The Greek word here for submit is hoop, hoop, excuse me, ha, hoopatasso, hoopatasso. I know it sounds crazy. Hoopatasso, hoopatasso. And this word was not the word that spoke to superiority of submission. It was actually a Greek term that was used by the military. It was a military Greek term that meant to arrange 
in military fashion under the command of a leader, but in non-military use, it means, I love this, a voluntary attitude of giving in. A voluntary attitude of giving in. It means cooperating. It also means assuming responsibility, and it means carrying a burden. But let's go back to Ephesians 5.21. Submit to one another out of reverence to Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So if I take the meaning of that word and pop it into that verse, I'm not submitting to a person. I'm submitting to the Christ in the person and Christ's purpose for that person. Understand what I'm saying here. My wife is not submitting to me. She's submitting to the Christ within me and submitting to Christ's purposes in me. Amen? This is why, y'all, I'm te- people get mad when we say it, but here's the rub. This is why people get mad when we say you need to be equally yoked. This is why they get mad. What's yoke? This is my first time at church. It's literally a wooden bar that would be put on the necks of two oxen. If one oxen was big and the other was small, then the big one would just drag the little one around. Or the little one would hold the big one back. So you got to be equally yoked. Why is that important? 2 Corinthians, once again, 6.14, do not be yoked together with who? Unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Now, if she is supposed to submit to the Christ in me and submit to Christ's purpose in me, how does she submit to the Christ in the person if Christ is not in the person? That's why you got to be equal. Some of y'all out there missionary dating. Oh, if I bring him to church enough, eventually he going to love Jesus. So my thing is, he don't love Jesus yet. So what you submitting to in him? She fine. If I get her here, man, I, I tell she going to love. Oh, oh, hold up. So right now you submitting to her body. You're not submitting to the Christ in the body. If you are unequally yoked with a non-believer, you are not submitting to the Christ in them because Christ is not in them. I want you to hear what I'm saying. This is not a submission that is based upon superiority. It's a submission based upon God-ordained authority. The type of submission spoken on in that verse It pertains, once again, I told you this, more to military order. And I love the great theologian Warren W. Worsby. He says it like this. The idea of submission doesn't have anything to do with somebody being smarter or better or more talented. It has to do with God-appointed order. He said it just like this. Anyone who has served in the armed forces knows that rank general, private, lieutenant, has to do with order and authority, not value or ability. You're not submitting to somebody because they're better than you or because you think that God made them better than you. No, you are submitting to the God-ordained order that he has set. And you are submitting to the authority that God has set. You are not submitting to the gifting that a person has. 
You're not submitting to that. Because if you're submitting to the gifts a person has, if you're submitting to the money a person has, if you're submitting to whatever power a person has, then you are submitting to them and not the God-given authority that God has placed on them. I don't submit to her because she's awesome. She is. There's a submission going on here. It's a mutual submission based upon how God has set the order. And the church said, mutual submission happens when both parties can honor each other because they see the value in one another. See, we can't even like, fellas, we can't like get up on our high horse because right after this it says, it says, wives, submit to your husbands. I love that people want to cite that in church but never cite what goes before it that says submit to one another. Their submission is not called for before the submission of all is called for. And I submit mutually to my wife because I love her for who God has made her to be and I see the value in her. Because I see the value in you, I can submit to you. I honor you, which is why honor is one of our core values at this house. Sometimes marriages don't work out because there's no honor in the marriage. You don't honor one another. So today in front of everybody, before God and all of you witnesses, Joe, I honor you. As my wife, I honor your ability to hustle. I honor the way you think of new ideas. I honor how you're a self-starter and you start new things. We wouldn't have a business without you. I honor the way you nurture. I honor the way you see life from a totally different perspective as me. I honor the way you consider the feelings of others. I honor you being an amazing chef. Thank God. My goodness gracious. I honor your design aesthetic. Thank you for making me look good in the name of Jesus. Thank you for how beautiful our home looks. I honor how cultured you are. You can be dropped in any city and in any culture and you'll find your way to navigate it because you're such a culture person. I honor how fearless you are. You ain't scared of nothing. I honor your strength. You are a powerful, phenomenal woman and an amazing leader. I honor your sense of justice. If something ain't right, you ain't gonna let it go until it gets right. I honor your ability Ability to always put everybody else before yourself. You're the most selfless person I know. And I honor the way that you love me. I love you. But I honor you too. And, um, and I don't want this moment to be viewed as like uh, that this is about equality because while there is mutual submission, I submit to your authority because you are intelligent. Your consistency is unlike anything else I've ever seen or experienced. You are a, an incredible leader and you're an incredible leader because of that consistency. You read, you pray, you are so disciplined. Every single day I watch you and it inspires me to do the same. When I wanna sleep in, I can't because I'm watching the, the example that I see in my husband as he's reading and praying every single morning. And 
and that drives me to want to wake up and do the same. And, and that's such a powerful uh, a picture and example of what authority looks like is that it inspires us to be the best selves that we can be. Amen. You are a clear communicator. I love how you make the word of God so palatable, palatable for all of us, right? And it's because you have been with God and you stay with God and you're honest and your integrity and your character is just unmatched. I watch it every single day. When no one's watching, you always choose to do the right thing. And I love how you care for others. You care so much about everybody around you. You care so much about this church. You don't, he don't play about the church now. He don't play about y'all. The consideration and care that he takes to make sure that this house is healthy and thriving and is, in, and is always understanding the word of God is, is incredible. So I honor you, husband, and I thank God that he linked us up together and that he blessed me with you. Yeah, we need to hurry up and get this over with. Um, what was I saying? Um, and you're hot. Ah, man. Now, you, you already know it. The Lord is my shepherd. He know what I want, so. What, what, what we just demonstrated for you was a practical thing husbands and wives need to be doing for each other all the time. Yeah. Sometimes the only time your wife or your husband hear your mouth is when you're complaining about them, not when you're honoring them. Yeah. Open your mouth to honor. Honor will always take you farther. Amen? Just like I honor her abilities and my strength, she, she honors mine, and we're willing to submit to one another. Why? To fulfill our God-given potential together. Together. Now, I want to be clear. This, this submission is not just a spiritual submission. It's not just a mental submission. It's a physical submission, too. Fellas, this is why I need y'all to get excited. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> jam. Oh, jam. <laughs> what key was that? Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that noise in my life. He was speaking in tongues. Yeah, that, that's what it was. He was excited, man. Who, hey, whoever that was, I'm excited for you, brother. Man. <laughs> Don't stand up. Fit, oh, oh, Lord Jesus. I ain't even repeating that. Um, it's a physical submission. He wanted to make sure we heard it, right? <laughs> he, ain't ashamed. he clearly ain't ashamed. He must be married. Pa Paul. <laughs> ah, come back to me. Paul. Because I want to qualify this biblically, not just because you want to hear it. Paul clarifies this as he answers a specific question that is written to him about marriage from the Corinthian church. Now, I told you, the church in Ephesus, he loved them. He was trying to help them spiritually mature. The church in Corinth, they were a hot mess. They was doing all kinds. It was all kind of fornication, adultery, all kind of, all, all kind of nonsense happening in the church sexually. 
There was other stuff going on too, but there was stuff sexually happening in the church. So Paul, they had a specific question about marriage and sex in marriage. Listen to how Paul answers this in 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 6. Now you get the context. Paul's writing to answer their questions about marriage. Look at this. Look at this. 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 6. Now, for the matters you wrote about, I told you, they wrote the question. Paul wasn't just writing this stuff just to write it. He's just giving them good answers on it. It is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. Some of y'all are like, wait, that's not what I thought you were about to read. No, he was, he was, I'll tell you why he said that. He said that because, let me give you the context, there were married couples in the church that were abstaining from one another because they were on some self-righteousness tip where they were trying to be holy. So they used holiness, listen to this, as an excuse not to have sex with one another. Right? So Paul said, hey, it's good for a man not to have sex. Why could Paul say this? Paul was single. That's why Paul said it. So he was able to abstain. Lord knows I was not made to be Paul. Praise God. Right? But Paul could do it. I ain't got that gift, okay? Paul had that gift, right? So he's like, it's fine. Two, but, listen, since sexual immorality is occurring, you say, where'd it come from if they were abstaining in marriage? I'm going to tell you. Since sexual immorality is occurring, each man should have sexual relations with his own wife and eat, you heard that, right? His own wife and each woman with her own husband. The husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body but yields it to her husband. Praise God. In the same way, the husband does not have authority over his own body but yields it to his wife. Praise God. Do not deprive each other. Do not deprive each other. Do not deprive each other. I was waiting for the, yeah. Do not deprive each other. Except perhaps, except perhaps by mutual consent for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. He's saying have sex all the time. The only time as a married couple you shouldn't be having sex is when you're praying. And let me tell you something. Ain't none of y'all praying that much. None of y'all. Like I love Jesus. I ain't praying that much. Okay? Then Come together again after the prayer have, before prayer have sex, after prayer have sex, have sex. <laughs> then, come, I'm going to definitely end up on the shade room for this. Then, come together again so that why? Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. I say this as a concession, not as a command. What's that mean? What's that mean? Paul... I love this because people misinterpret this verse all the time. When he says, I say this as a concession, 
not as a command. Paul wasn't saying, oh, you should just have sex. It's good for you to do that. That's, you know, I'm just, I'm just telling y'all that. That's, that's, that's my opinion. That's not a command. No, 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 no. You're misinterpreting it. Because the part that he said wasn't a command was you taking time to pray. You don't get what I'm saying. He said, well, you married? The command is have sex all the time. How do I know that that's the command? Because he's so adamant about it. I know that the other part was a concession he was making for those that were holier than thou because it says, look at it. He says, do not deprive each other except perhaps. You hear how he says that? Yeah. It's not as confident. Paul saying, have sex, have sex, keep having sex. If you don't have sex, maybe for a time you cannot have sex if you're praying. But then when you're done praying, have sex some more. So the part that he was throwing out as a, as a concession, he was saying, hey, you as a married couple should be constantly having sex. But if you want to be holier than thou, if you're not going to have sex, you probably should be praying for a time. But don't pray forever because you need to come back together to have sex. Why? So you will not fall into temptation. Sex is the command to stop temptation. Now, now, now you, you're looking at this, right? Why is he telling this to like married couples? Like, what, that don't make no sense to me. Like, one, once again, there were people that thought abstinence in marriage was okay. But this is how, let me tell you how ludicrous this is. They thought the abstinence in marriage was okay because they were using marriage for procreation purposes and nothing more. Not for pleasure and protection, which it should be. And they were, listen to this, this was people in the church. They were paying, married couples, men were going out and paying for prostitutes to have pleasurable sex with so that they can maintain abstinence with their wife. That don't make no sense. But that's how crazy the church was. So Paul's like, hey, Y'all don't need to be going outside to have the fun. Yeah. Have fun with the one you're with. Because you are literally, you are defiling your home and you are defiling the church at the same time. So, so I, once, I, I have to give you that context and that level of understanding because if you just read this on surface level, you think it's just saying have sex with your wife, but you don't know why he was saying that. He was saying it because people had wives and they were trying to be this fake holy and they were abstaining from one another, but they really weren't abstaining because they were going outside their marriage to pleasure themselves because they didn't want to pleasure themselves with the person that they were with. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like 2023 to me too. You got somebody, but you ain't pleasing yourself with the person you got. You pleasing yourself with somebody else. And I love this because he says, husbands and wives, you're supposed to mutually submit your bodies to one another. Why? So that you don't fall into temptation. Don't have somebody else outside be the one that, that, that is the, 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 the quench for your thirst. Your thirst should be quenched in your marriage. I, I can tell the people that had sex last night, they came here real happy. You were smiling and you could see them worship different. But then there's people that's been married forever in this place and you ain't had sex in months. And my question is, if you ain't having sex at home, who you having sex with? You said you was gonna be nice this week. No, I'm not. 
Because here's the thing. Your side quest for a side piece is taking you off mission. And some of you ain't, ain't some of you ain't, ain't, ain't physically do it yet, but you got an emotional side piece. Mm. Man. And it's building up to something else if you ain't careful. Because you're not doing what you're doing at home. And I also want to qualify and say when, when Paul says that the husband and wife's body belong to one another, it's not just for sex. Affection is so much more than sexual. Yes, yes, yes. Like, a kiss matters. A hug matters. Let me see your hand. This matters. When I'm sitting in my car, my, 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 my daughter, she's so funny because now she's 13, but she's been doing it for a long time. Every time I'm sitting in the car and I'm driving, I always put my hand like this. And then my wife goes like this. And Baba always like, aww. <laughs> because she's seeing her parents share affection for one yeah, another. Yeah. I relinquish my body to my wife because sometimes all she wants is her hand held. Sometimes all they want is an embrace. That's right. To feel the safety and security of your loving arms. Yes. Sometimes they just want a spoon. But ladies, y'all like, yes. He about to get y'all. But, <laughs> but just like he gotta relinquish his rights, you do too. Come on. Cause so, <laughs> we doing this all service long. <laughs> Whoever is doing that at the church, please meet me in the, in the quad. I, I just want to meet you. I, I just got a gift you. card just for like, you. You'll become my favorite person in cool church. Like, ladies, some of y'all just be holding out on fellas, and then you be using that junk as a weapon. I give you some win. No. 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 <laughs> win must be right now. When? I give you some win. What? Even even if I got I just got home from the gym, I can't chill. Girl, listen, I'll take you sweaty, girl. Listen, listen, I, I, I don't what that mean to me? What that, After what that work, mean? I'm tired. Listen, well we can go to sleep right after, girl. I listen. <laughs> when it's time I'm trying to I, listen, I, I'm trying to stay on mission. I'm trying to fight temptation. So I'm giving you all my passion. I'm giving you all my affection because I don't want to go outside and give it to somebody else. Come on, come on I'll take it. <laughs> I'm tired. He tired of you being tired. <laughs> Man, ain't getting none in three weeks. You try, let, let, me first, let, 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 let me just say this. I, listen. I ain't saying it gotta happen every day, more power to you. But let me tell you something. Like, I ain't no monk, man. I ain't get married to be a monk. Don't, don't, don't be putting me on no fast for a week. What are we talking about? Not every day, okay, fine. At least every other day. Like, let, let, me, let me know I'm still in the game. Gotta exercise. Yeah, that's why it's good. It's yeah. for both of us. It's actually it's good yeah, exercise. It is. It is. I'm tired. I like to exercise. Me too, girl. Yeah. Um, we exercise a lot. Yes, we what do. What was I saying again? I keep I forgetting. I have no idea. Husbands Ladies, and wives. You were saying stop holding out. Don't be holding out on each other. <laughs> because like I said, the Bible said if you holding out, it's because you better be praying. Mm. And I know y'all ain't praying like that. 
But you should be. Yes. You should be. We must submit all of who we are to one another yeah. in order to submit to Christ's purpose in our union. The devil wants you to have sex outside of marriage because he gets mad when you do it inside Come of on. marriage because he knows that when you have sex inside of marriage, you're protecting your purpose. So make the devil mad. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to make the devil mad after service. Let's go. I see Alex in the back. Make him mad. So, uh, all right, are we, okay, okay so now right. let, let's get down to the, to the, to the thing, because we talked a lot about this stuff, and, and, and it's like, okay, so how do we, how, do, how are we supposed to be the wife and the husband yeah. we're, we're called to be? Because the wife's supposed to submit, the husband's supposed to love, so what's the first question the wife must ask so herself? So how can I be a submissive wife? Mm-mm-mm. Come on. Y'all, y'all, y'all real quiet. How can I be... A submissive wife. It's hard for some people. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that noise was. Ephesians 5:22 to 24. Wives, submit yourselves to your own, everybody say own, oh. husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body, his body of which he is the savior. Mm-hmm. Now the church, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. And I want to read the message version because it, 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 it helps to give it more um, context and color. So wives, understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. The husband provides leadership to his wife the way Christ does to the church, not by domineering, but by cherishing. So just as the church submits to Christ, as he, exercise such, as, as he exercises such leadership, wives should likewise submit to their husbands. Amen. And everybody said, amen. See, this is not a matter of opinions. See, we have to determine that this is the word of God. Yeah. There are some parts in the Bible that we're like, yeah, we love that. You're going to provide for us. Yes, Lord. Yeah. But then there's other parts that we have questions about, and we can't pick and choose the parts that we like in the word. Amen? Mm-hmm. We got to submit to all of it. That's right. So the word of God is profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, training, and righteousness. That's Second Timothy 3.16. Mm-hmm. So let's get to this submission. See, submission is the last thing that somebody would want to do if they were tied to this me culture my truthism type of person who relinquishes everything they believe, think, and act like according to the world standards. So submission is just doesn't sit well. That's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't sit well when you are so worldly and you're so tied to the standards of this world. But that can't be our case as believers. Amen? Amen. Wives and soon-to-be wives... The standard of submission is so that we can, we can live our best, best, best relationships together. And so in, other, in order for us to do it well, first thing is we have to own it. That's right. We got to own it. 
The word says, first, wives are to submit to their own husband. I love that it says own because, first of all, of course, it means that we don't submit to all men. I ain't submitting to your man. To other men, I ain't submitting to that man. (laughs) I'm submitting to this one. Hallelujah. So to your own man, Mm -hmm. your own husband. Women are not commanded to submit that way to other men. And I don't mean that in a relationship situation, but even we're not, it's not the same type of submission with every relationship that you have with a person of the opposite sex. However, everyone is supposed to live in the spirit of humbleness and care for each other because that that verse 21 said we should submit to each other. So yes, as a church, we submit to each other. As believers, we submit to each other as a community. But the verse doesn't say, here's, here's what I love. The verse doesn't say, husbands, make your wives submit. Facts. Facts. It is not up to him to get you to submit. Submission, wives, is your responsibility. So good. It is your responsibility to submit. Own implies that you possess something in the first place. Right. You have to take care of what's yours, right? Mm -hmm. You support what's yours. You do the best for what's yours. The sense of ownership in this passage, I believe, is it gives us space as wives to be empowered by the decision to submit. Mm -hmm. Because there's a blessing that's attached to the obedience, right? But there's also consequence that's attached to disobedience. So if we don't submit, there's a consequence to that in our marriages, in our relationships. Meaning that they don't function properly, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that there's also a message of unity that is weaved into these verses. Not only is the person, is this seen as your own husband in a marriage covenant, but you become one flesh, right? Thus, you are to each other's, but you also are the head. There's a head body metaphor that's happening in this church. It says in verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife as the Christ is the head of the church, the body of which he is savior. So the head, if we're talking about the body, right? The head is not more important than all the rest of the body parts. That's right. Corinthians 12:21, 1 Corinthians 12:21 qualifies this and it says the eye cannot say to the hand I don't need you mm-hmm. and the head cannot say to the foot I don't need you. Right. In other words, we have to realize that we need each other. We need each other. We can't function properly without each other. That's right. And if we're not operating in our position, we're not operating in the fullness that we can as a couple. Amen? Amen. See, God has purpose in our submission. As wives, he has purpose to, in our husband's authority. And together, when we play our part, these parts play their roles in fulfilling God's will. See, we have to understand that submission is God's will. That's right. So, let me put it this way. How many of y'all are spades players out there? Spades players, come on. Yeah, see, see, see spades in, in our house is a problem. Yep. See, we're very competitive. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Like, we good most of the time, but when it comes to spades. Oh, no, we fighting. Yeah. 
like spades is a trigger in our house. Mm -hmm. And um, those who know, and I see... Those who know, know that once we say spades in our house, you better back up. Like, yep. seats start backing up. Yep. People start leaving. People literally run when spades is mentioned in our house because it's that crazy. Like, you know, it, it's hard when you're always winning and the other person oh just can't. Oh, my gosh. Just can't fathom and can't comprehend. Tell the truth shame the devil. How that's happening. And so their only rationale is, of course, the person's cheating, but, you know. When all you do is win, I could understand that he can't understand that because you don't experience that. Joanne, no one reads more often. than you. No one does, okay? Unbelievable. It's okay. Unbelievable. Just look upon this winner. It's, like, can we move past? Because yeah. I, I feel some kind of way with you even talking you see, about it. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> he just gets uncomfortable because she's I just so win bad, so she much. so bad. <laughs> As you can imagine, he wants to run so bad. Like, he's so mad right now. Go he's ahead. boiling. You're preaching. I ain't going to stop. <laughs> Go ahead. So, yeah. So, here's the thing about spade, playing spades, right? Everybody, before you play spades, what do you have to do? You have to agree on the rules. Because if you don't agree on the rules, all of a sudden, you know, them twos becomes spades and they be cutting and all kind of... I don't even know if I could say the re-word. Oh, renege? Yeah, it just yeah, don't sorry. say it's Black History Month. It just don't sound right. Just, I just want to know. You good? Okay. Okay. So you have to consent to the rules before you play because if not, it's gonna be a problem. Amen. Mm, yep. So you have to agree, everyone in the game has to agree to the parameters and the guidelines of the game so that nobody has an unfair advantage and so people don't accuse you of cheating all the time because they can't understand why, why you're winning all the time. In other words, submitting to the rules provides a measure of protection for those that are in the game. That's good. Come on, somebody. If we want to win at our marriages, we need to follow the directions and the guidelines that were set in, for, in motion by the one that created the institution of marriage in the first place. Yeah. So many of us can't win at marriage because we're trying to play by our own rules. We got to play God's way. It's his way. He was the one that created and designed, it, designed the whole thing in the first place. And so if we want to win, we have to play by his rules. And his rules requires us to submit. That's right. It's our responsibility to know the rules, to submit to them, and to play our position in them. Amen? Amen. See, what's funny is that when we're on the same team, we ain't got no problems. What? We'll play the same game and argue when we're not on the same team. Everybody's, everything's a problem. But when we're on the same team, we're unstoppable. Oh, we a problem. Come on. We don't argue because we both winning. Mm -hmm. See, the real problems with some of us in our marriages is that we ain't playing on the same team. Jesus. If we're playing on the same team, submission isn't a problem because we both winning. Amen. Come on. Amen. And let's take it a step further. We got to get not just on the same team. We got to get on God's team because all God does is win. Come on. We'll get Amen. on the winning team. Amen. 
And when you winning, you ain't sinning. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes, somebody. I like that. See, sometimes, yeah, we could lose a round, but we ain't lose the game, right? Because, see, the way God works is that he even takes our losses and turns them into lessons so that we can grow. Amen? Amen. So we always winning when we doing it God's way. Amen. Position isn't about levels. It ain't about levels to this. See, position is knowing the appoint, the divine appointment that we've been given. See, wives, we've been appointed the position of wivehood, and in order for us to take on that position, we have to submit. See, everybody has to play their position yeah. in order for, for the game to be played correctly. Amen? Amen. We have to submit because that's God's design, and we got to trust his design. Mm-hmm. So we have to own it. Own it. That's how we, we, we become submissive wives. The second is that we have to clarify what submission is, mm-hmm. right? So submission does not mean putting a husband in the place of Christ. Right. Let's make that clear. Right. Submission does not mean that we're giving up our independent thoughts. Right. We're not mindless. Right. But what submission does mean is that submission is an inner quality of gentleness that affirms the leadership of the husband. Amen. In other words, when you're secure in who you are, you can be secure submitting to your man. Amen. Amen. Mm. We got to be careful not to agree with the culture, like the popular culture view of submission that says, nah, I ain't submitting to him. Submission is a necessary part of relationship dynamics. And we know submission, like everybody has to submit to something, right? And it's not just in relationships. And it doesn't look the same in every case, right? Members' submission to church leaders is different than soldiers' submission to a general in an army, right? Both are different from the submission of children to parents or employees to employers. We have to know always that submission is necessary in relationships. But within healthy marriage, there's going to be many instances and decisions that are made mutually. So we talked about mutual submission early on in this message, right? But mutual submission, hear me now, it's not about 50-50. It's not about equality, Because when we submit, there are going to be instances where my opinion or my my, uh, uh, direction or my counsel is not necessarily taken into consideration. And that's okay. I'd be okay with that. In other words, you're going to take the authority position because that is what I'm called to submit to that. And that's okay. See, we have to understand that sometimes we're going to make decisions together, but sometimes we ain't. And we got to be all right with that. Amen? Amen. What's important to remember is that God appoints the authority. That's right. So we have to follow and trust in his plan. Romans 13, 1 says, let everybody, every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except by God's appointment. Mm -hmm. And the authorities that exist have been instituted by God. In other words, God is the one that set it up this way. So we follow because God said so. Amen? Amen. Submission. Now, this is, this is the tough part. But we're going to get through it. Submission is not based on the character or the performance of the other inv- individual. Preach it. Why can I say that? 
because Jesus submitted to the cross when we weren't worthy of it. That's right. That's right. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, he died for us. That's, That's right. Romans 5, 8. See, the popular concept of worth submitting to isn't biblical. Mm. It's like I've heard it preached in churches, but according to God's word, it said that even when we weren't worthy, Christ submitted to the cross. Amen. So it's not about worth submitting to. It's about obeying God's word. Yeah. We are called to unconditional treatment of our husband based on our love for him and for God. Mm -hmm. Wives show love to their husbands regardless of whether they feel their husband deserves it. Yes, 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 we know that that can be uh, uh, difficult sometimes, but yes, it is the biblical standard. Of course, submission is easier when your husband agrees with everything that you want, right? It's, a, it's, it, it's, it's easier when your husband is gentle and loving, right? But it's not easy when he's not being godly and when you guys are in disagreement with him. I love it how Ravi Zacharias says it. The reason we have a crisis in gender relationships is that is not that we culturally, that we are culturally indoctrinated, but that we would rather be served than to serve. We would rather be the head than the feet. The Christian faith stands unique in po pointing out that the Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. The Son of Man came to serve. This means that the service he gave to humanity was given even when the, we least merited that sacrifice. Again, we were not worthy, yet Christ submitted to that cross for us. So you should never obey your husband if it means this is now, now this is a caveat to all of this, right? We never submit or obey to our husbands if it means disobeying a clear command from God. But even then, we can display a humble attitude in that disagreement, which is a gentle and quiet spirit, right? And appeal to him out of love and respect. So in other words, don't let the situation change your character. Amen? Y'all quiet. I know it's hard, but... We, we good, right? We spiritually mature women. Amen? Amen. Come on. First Peter 3, 4 says, rather it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is great worth, which is of great worth in God's sight. See, this is, Peter is describing the character of a wife and there is a gentle spirit it's something that comes from within, and it is a quiet spirit. But what's more important is that God values that spirit. So it don't matter what anybody else thinks about it. God honors that inside of us. Amen? Amen. And I love this concept because it tells me that as a wife and as a, as, as a woman who's in a healthy relationship, I'm at rest. I am at rest. See... A submissive person trusts God to meet their needs. He or she doesn't have anything to prove. I ain't got nothing to prove, y'all. And because of that, submission is a decision for me to rest. Rest. See, God is pleased 
when we demonstrate this continual uh, uh, trust in him. Because in order for me to rest, I got to trust that he's got me and he's going to take care of me. See, God is pleased when we do that. Our goal is always that we glorify God with our healthy relationship and building our husband. See, and I last caveat I want to bring up is abuse. It should be noted that this submission has nothing to do with abuse. Mm -hmm. It deals with marriage, not abuse. Anyone in an abusive relationship should, should, should seek out personal safety as the priority. Amen. Amen. Just because you submit, nothing, nothing in these teachings, nothing in the Bible tells us that we have to stay in an abusive relationship. Yeah. Right. We don't have to be subject to an abusive relationship. And if you're abusing somebody in your relationship, cut it out. Mm -hmm. Cut it out because your authority was not designed to abuse other people. That's right. Sometimes people feel the need to abuse somebody else in the relationship because of their own insecurities. Get it together. You ain't all that. Like straight up, I'm saying it. Come see me after service. I got see, Vaseline. See I'll first. take these earrings. See me first. Don't go to her. Don't, 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 don't play like that. Okay. I just, I'm from Carroll City. Just got to let you know. I'm being real nice. I got my real submissive shirt on today. But that Brooklyn, that Brooklyn will come out real quick. Come see me. Come see me. I swear, you know, women are so funny. It's like they be talking junk knowing like it's a dude in the background that got to take that actual fight. Like I just. But I have hands. I could throw, y'all. Like I could, I could fight. Like don't get it twisted. I can. Now you got me questioning myself. I got you, baby. I got you. I got okay. you. Okay. We going we to get it. We going to handle the business. In every position of authority, God never grants authority so that one in authority can serve himself at the expense of the other one under his authority. God gives authority for the protection and well-being of those in th that is under that authority. If a man abuses his authority over his family by serving himself rather than building up his family in the Lord, he will answer to God. You ain't got to see me, but you're going to have to answer to God. Mm-hmm. Even as Christ is the head, even Christ as it was the head, he himself gave himself for salvation for his bride. That's us. So husbands are to give themselves in love for their wives. See, Corinthians 7, 4 says that she gives authority over her body. We read it earlier. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband and the husband gives authority over his wife. And so... The last piece of this is how we can become or be submissive wives. So we got to own it. We have to understand what it is and what it's not. And then lastly, we have to recognize that it's about Jesus. Ephesians 5.24 says, Now as a church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. The submission of wives to their husbands should reflect and model the submission of the church to Christ. Mm -hmm. So our marriage relationships should be a picture of what the church that God designed should look like. Christian marriages should look radically different than worldly marriages. Yep. We ain't supposed to look like everybody else because a Christian marriage hits differently, right? Mm -hmm. 
in a Christian marriage, rather than competing with the husband or trying to manipulate him to get their way, a wife willfully submits to him, seeking to build him in the Lord and do all that she can to please him. And the husband, rather than bullying his wife, passively or passively letting her have her way so that he can buy himself some peace, which is, the, which is the worldly standard, right? The Christian husband provides loving leadership. He sacrifices himself by giving himself up to build and nurture his wife in the Lord. So that's the difference. Mm-hmm. See, the metaphor of marriage that God ordained is a permanent union between his son and the church. See, our marriages have to reflect have to reflect what 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 God intended the church to look like. Amen. 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 So that's how you be a submissive wife. But how can you be a loving husband, fellas? How can you be a loving husband? I promise I won't take long, but I want you to just lean into this this for a second. Yeah. I can be a loving husband by submitting my life for her success. What? Listen, I can be a loving husband by submitting my life for her success. That's literally what that verse says. L- look at it. Ephesians 5, 25 through 27. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy. Why did Christ give himself up for the church? To do what? To make her holy. Cleansing her by washing her with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but, uh, but holy and blameless. So I have to, if I want to be a loving husband, I got to submit my life for her success. I got to give myself up to see her be successful. Christ gave himself up for the church to be what? Holy. You know another way to say holy? Set apart. Distinguished. Consecrated. Jesus gave himself up for our success. Jesus gave himself up on a cross for our success. So as a husband, I got to submit myself for her success. So as a husband, how do I submit my life for her success? Get ready for it. Go first. Men, cool kings, king, hear me. You got to go first. Let me make it more practical for me. Go first in prayer. Go first. Don't wait for her to be like, babe, let's pray. Go. I anoint my family every morning. I put oil on their head. I grab my daughter and my wife by the hand and we stand around the bed and we pray every single morning. I don't wait for them to do that. I go first in getting my family to church. Wife don't got to wake me up. I'm like, hey, everybody get up. Come on, it's time. You know what time it is. Let's go. Let's get out of here. I keep them in God's house. I wake everybody up, make sure they get there. I go first in forgiveness. This is a hard one for some of y'all. I go first. Like, I don't hold offense and I say I'm sorry quickly. Quickly. I know how much I have been forgiven of, so I forgive quickly. I say I'm sorry quickly. So, I ain't going to say it until she said, well, then y'all going to sit there forever. Just her, like, like, could you imagine if Jesus operated the way that some of us operate? I'll forgive them when I'm ready or when they're worthy. Like, could you imagine if Jesus operated like that? 
He doesn't do that. He goes first. I go first in support. When she, whether she wins or she loses, I'm always going to be there to support her or cheer her on. Always. Go first in that. Go for, man, I, I'm taking it to the extreme. I go first in physical discipline. I get up and I work out at the same time every day and I don't say, girl, I'm working out. You better go work out. No, I know that when I get up and go work out, I know she's going to watch me. And then eventually she's going to be like, dang, he going to work out. I guess I should go work out too. Because I'm not asking her. I mean, girl, you bad. Like, you fine. I ain't, but but, but the, re, the reality of it is the beautiful part. I'll, I'll, listen, whether you, whether you 100 pounds or 500 pounds, I ain't going to care. I'm going to love you no matter what. But if I could be honest, <laughs> if I want you to stay in shape, my job is not to bully you to stay in shape. It's to set the example of staying in shape myself. I'm not going to ask you of something that I'm not doing myself. Right? I go first. Like, I go first with ideas. Let me tell you something. I will never ask my wife what she want to eat unless I already know what I want to eat first. I'm going to have a suggestion. Because if I know my wife well enough... She don't really know what she want to eat. And nine times out of ten, she going to wait to see what I eat because usually she don't want to eat what I eat anyway. When we order at the restaurant, I walk in, I'm like, I want that. She's like, well, I want a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then as soon as she see my plate, oh, I want what you have. So I don't know what, I'm like. And I know it when I see it. <laughs> like, fellas, have opinions about stuff. Like, it's okay. Like, 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 like lead in it. And I'm asking her to include her. And maybe she might say somewhere, I'm like, you know what? That's actually a good idea. Let's go do that. I'm not saying we got to do what I want to do all the time. But I come in already knowing what I want. And the church said. Yeah, yeah. Like, it shows her that you have independence and you can make decisions because she's trusting you. I know it seems like a small thing about where y'all going to eat, but she's trusting you to be able to make decisions. And she looks at every decision you make to see if you can actually make decisions. Yeah. I go first in being thoughtful. There's not a holiday, a birthday, anything that comes up, any especially romantic holidays. I give this girl gifts at midnight just so she know I ain't forget. Right? Some of y'all, it's like, oh, man, you get the gift and then you feeling guilty. You know you ain't done nothing and then you run around all day trying to find something to make it right. No, 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 no. Go first in the thoughtfulness so that she knows that you're always thinking about those things. Amen? Go first. Go first. Here's one. Go first in protection. That woman want to feel safe around you, man. Listen, if something, if, if something about to pop off, you better step into that. And, and, make, and make sure that she feels safe around you. If something is not right, I'm going to stand up to it before she ever has to. Yeah, Listen to what I'm saying, man. Uh, it's, it's, such a, it's such a real thing. There's such an independence that has been gained by women in society because they haven't felt protected. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with y'all being independent. She don't need me to survive. But it feels pretty good when you know somebody's got your back. Amen? But here's the one thing, fellas. Go first in vision. Have a, have a plan for your life. Have a plan for your wife. Have a plan for your children, man. 
see it. Write it down. Make it plain. My wife knows what I'm trying to do over the next 20 years. Why? Because I wrote it down. I made it plain. Every year we reevaluate division and she sees where, where, where she wants to grow and I know where she wants to grow and I'm, 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 I'm connecting the dots in the vision so that we both can grow together but I have a vision. Go first in the vision. If you want to see the mission come to fruition, you got to go first in vision. I have to go first as a husband and choose to do the right thing regardless of what my wife does or how respected she makes me feel. Why? You say, that ain't fair. She disrespect me, I still got to go first. Yes, it's not fair. Say, why? That's the cost of being a leader. If you've been ordained for leadership, then guess what? Sometimes there's places that you're going to want to go and things that you're not that that you're going to want to do and the people that you're leading aren't going to want to go with you. And you got to be okay to continue to lead regardless of how people respond. If I told you all the things that people at this church was like, man, we shouldn't do this, we shouldn't do that, da, 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 and I got this vision and I'm trying to push it. There's times in leadership where I've had to will people to where we had to go because I was living in the future while they was living in the past or the present. Leadership says, I'm not worried about how I'm treated. I'm called to lead, so I'm a lead anyway. I'm a lead anyway. I, 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 I love this. It's the cost. And yeah, fellas, I'm sorry. It ain't fair. She respected me. I still got. I still got. Lead. It's not fair. Let me. Let me just. Let me just ask you a question. You think what Jesus had to do for the church was fair? Was that fair? Was it fair? No, it wasn't fair. But it was necessary for the church to succeed. Yeah. It was necessary. Some of us are waiting on our wives to do right before we do. That's not leadership. That is not leadership. Truth of the matter is, Jesus did not wait for you to do the right thing before he died for you. He did it anyway because he was called to lead the body of Christ. Sometimes doing the right thing is going to cause you to have to sacrifice how you feel about a situation. It's going to have to, it's going to call, because that's what leadership is. That's why it says, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Whether we or she is deserving of love is not the question. Jesus loved us and we should love her so much that we do the right thing no matter what. I'm not waiting on my wife to get right or do right before I am right with her. I want you to hear me understand that today. That's how a husband, the model that Christ left us with, is supposed to lead with unconditional and sacrificial love for the woman that he has chosen to be with. But when I say that, though, ladies, you're not getting off so easy. And I know you already talked about abuse, but just because a man is willing to take an L, just because a man is willing to let some stuff go, do not abuse a man because he allows you to get away with some stuff. Don't do that. He's not a punk or a pushover because he's quiet. He's trying to love you. 
He's trying to love you and he's trying to protect his peace as much as he can. Just because he ain't saying nothing doesn't mean that what you're doing is validated or okay. He's trying to lead beyond what you're doing in the moment. I love my, my uncle, man. He gave me some advice. I heard him say it last year. It some of the best advice I had ever gotten about life. He's been married forever. He's one of the happiest people that I know. He's, I mean, he's got a joke for everything. And he said this to me. He's from Trinidad, so he said it like this. I'm going to say it, and then I'm going to say it the way for you to process it better. He said, he said Terry, sometimes you have to take a lose to win. What was he saying? Sometimes you got to take a loss to win. Sometimes you got to take a loss to win. Why? Because he valued peace over his position. Can I tell you that that's exactly what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us? He took the greatest loss of all time on the cross so that he, not only could we win, but ultimately he won because he did not stay down. He did not stay defeated. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. He rose again. So he was willing to take a momentary loss so that we all collectively could have a victory in him. Sometimes you got to take a loss to win. Sometimes, fellas, much as you want to pop off, be quiet. Just take that loss. She might not even realize what she's doing in the moment. But fellas, that advice is not just for us, ladies. It's for you too. Sometimes, just, you ain't got to say everything that's on your mind all the time. You don't. Like, we love you, and we're not trying to shut you up, and we value your communication, but you ain't got to say everything. Sometimes you got to take a loss to win. Some marriages will be better if some people would take more losses. I'll take a loss if we can collectively win. You don't lose to lose. You lose to win. Hmm. Men, loving your wife is the key to your God-given authority because authority by God was never ordained for abuse. Authority was given to you by God not to abuse, Authority was given to you by God to love, to love. How do I know this? Ephesians 5, 28 through 29. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church the word says you love her husbands as you love yourself you love her as you you can't abuse your wife because you would never abuse yourself you can't hurt your wife because you would never hurt yourself if you would not physically mentally or emotionally abuse yourself then you need to keep that same type of energy and reserve it for your wife. You have to love her. If you want to be treated with respect, treat her in a manner worthy of respect because you don't just treat her like you want to be treated. That's not enough. Treat her as your own body because she is a part of you. Some of y'all not catching this. Don't just treat her the way you want to be treated. Treat her like she is you because she is you. Yes. How do I know that? 
because it's been qualified in the beginning of creation. The woman is the rib of the man. So she is not just something, she is you. She is you. For Genesis 2.22 says, God made the woman from the rib he has taken out of the man. So I'm not just treating her like some random person. I'm treating her like me because she is me. Hear me. She has not been placed over your head, fellas, to rule over you. She has not been placed under your feet for you to trample upon. She is your rib. She is under your arm for your protection. And she is close to your heart for you to love. Love. Love that woman because she is your rib. Because the reality is, the reality is men, we must love our ribs. And we must protect our ribs. Because if you protect your ribs, your rib will operate with its primary function and purpose. You know what the primary function and purpose of your ribs are? They protect your heart. Fellas, if you love her and you protect her, she will in turn protect your heart. Amen. Lastly, we got to let these men love us. So many of us have experienced hate, uh, uh, you know, hurt, pain. We've had uh, past relationships or family relationships, whatever it is, we've internalized the things that might have happened to us. And we're not allowing these men to love us. Let him love you, sis. Let him love you. And I don't want you to take this word today and then throw it back in his face. Don't be like, love me, lead, go first. Please don't do that. You weren't given this word to throw it back at him. But I, I love it. You said it. Let him love Give you. him a chance. Don't manipulate him Absolutely. into love. Don't force him yes. into love. Let him Allow love you. him to love you. And ladies, it might not happen right away, but he said it. Sometimes we just got to be quiet. We ain't got to say everything on our minds. Let that man find it. Let that man rise to the man that he's supposed to. And you know what? As we do the right thing, it inspires him to do the right thing. Amen? Amen. So, I, this was, does this help people? Did this help y'all today? I know it's a lot of information, but if we were to sum this all up, submission is really just about us being humble. In life, whether you're married or not, humility will always get us farther. Amen. We saw Jesus, Jesus, this is all God, submit to this world, humble himself to show us how to win in this world. If we want to win in this world at anything, we got to be humble. Amen. There's power in humility. And so the key to submission, again, is humility. And, and the spirit of humility 
is what we're called to display every single day. And, and Jesus modeled that for us. And today we've heard a lot about that. And I believe that there's a lot of us out there who probably hasn't been doing things God's way. We've been trying to do things our way and things haven't been working in our lives. And I'm not just talking about in marriage relationships. I'm talking about our life life. Life ain't going the way you want it to because you've been doing things your way. The message for you today is you got to submit to Jesus. That's right. That's right. If you want to see something different, if you want a different world, mm-hmm. you got to do something different. Trying to submit. Do something different. I believe that God brought you here today to seal that word in your heart. Sis, do something different. Bruh, do something different. You've been playing it your way. You've been trying to force situations. But God is saying, I have a way. I am the truth, the life. I'm the way. Follow me. This is Jesus talking. See, Jesus wants to show you the way. Jesus, he did show us the way. This whole message, the entire message was about the way that Christ submitted to the cross for us. Again, he submitted when we didn't even deserve it. That's right. He submitted to the cross when we didn't deserve it. I don't know about you, but that's love. That's love like we will never have unless we submit to Jesus. That's right. So maybe you're in this place and you've been operating throughout your life and you probably are operating in hurt and pain. You don't feel love in your life. I'm here to say that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And he died on the cross for you. And he did that because he knew that the only way for you to live a life that he designed you to live had to happen if you first submitted to him and he's offering that to you and as a matter of fact that's what we're going to do today in this moment I want to offer you an opportunity if you haven't submitted your life to Jesus that you do it today because today is the day of salvation we're not promised tomorrow we're not even promised 10 minutes from now and so you have an opportunity today if you haven't ever submitted your life to Jesus to do that today. See, maybe you've never submitted to anything in your life. And this concept of submission has never been presented this way. But I want to offer you this, that submission is a way to love. Submission is, is power and submission is the key to living this life in this world and so so will you submit today because Jesus chose to submit for you so will you do the same for him will you do the same for him I want you bow your heads everybody that's in this place that has been listening to this word if you would See, God is 
God, the God of the universe chose you. He chose you. He decided to step down from heaven to come down to earth for you. That's real love. He displayed that love towards you and for you because you're his. You're chosen daughter, you're chosen son. If you've ever felt unloved, I hope that you understand how loved you are right now because Jesus died the most gruesome death to save you, to give you life, life that is abundant and full and full of grace. And so he chose you, so will you choose him? The Bible says that if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you confess with your mouth, then you will be saved. See, you don't have to do the motions. You just have to submit. You have to lay down your own expectation. You have to lay down your pride. That's what this is all about. You want to win? You got to lay down your pride. Some of us have allowed our pride to keep us down, to hold us back. When God is saying, I want to free you, I want to free you. But in order for you to be freed, you have to lay that down. Lay down the pain, lay down the hurt, lay down what you think somebody owes you. Nobody owes you anything but God, but you owe God everything. We all had to make this walk at some point in our lives and we all have to make a decision. So will you take this moment to choose Jesus right now? If you have never submitted to Jesus in your life, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand right now if you've never submitted and you wanna take that step today and you're saying, you know what? After hearing all this, I understand submission. I wanna submit to Jesus because he submitted to the cross for me. If that's you in this place, I want you to lift up your hands. Lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. Anybody in this place, if you've never submitted, I see your hand. If you've never submitted to this place, if you never submitted to Jesus, or in other words, if you want Jesus to take control of your life, if you want to give your heart up to Jesus so that he can show you the way, the better way, you've been playing this thing your way the whole time and you like, you know what? I want something different. If you want something different in your life, you want something to change, you want to live better, why don't you lift up your hands? Lift up your hands right now in this place. I see you, I see you. I see you. Why don't you, everybody in this place, if you would stand up, stand up, stand up. Let's stand up together. Let's stand up together. I want to pray with y'all right now. And maybe, maybe, you know, if you lifted up your hands, actually, I want to pray with you right up here. If you would just walk down here, because again, we said we have to do something different. It's a different world, right? So we have to do something different. Maybe we've been in the same place. 
but sometimes God is trying to get us to a different place, so we got to do something different. Why don't you join me up here? so that we can pray together with you. We don't want you to do this alone. We just want to pray with you. So if that was you and maybe you didn't raise your hand and you feel compelled, I see you. Come on. Everybody in this place, let's celebrate our brothers and sisters. Yes. Proud of you. Come on. If you're getting baptized today, if you're getting baptized, raise your hand. Come down here, because I want people to see what transformation looks like. Come, come, quick. I want them to know that they're not alone. Y'all see us people walking up behind y'all? At one point or another, they did this too. Come on. Come, 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 come. come, come, come. We're going to pray with you. Yeah, yeah, And let me, let me, let me just say this. Maybe you out there and you heard that call to submit and you're terrified. The reason I'm having them come down first, because I want you to see that you're not alone. There's so many people that have made the decision. I, at one point in my life, had to make it. Joanne had to make it. So here's what I want you to do. If you haven't submitted your life to Jesus, or maybe you have, but you've been running, it's time to come home today. I want everybody right now to look at your neighbor and say, hey, if you're scared, I'll go with you. If they say, yeah, just grab them by the hand and walk them down here right now. Come on. I just want to see. Come on. I just want to make sure I'm including everybody in this final prayer. Just make sure. Just Let's make go, sure. Just yes. hey, I like that. Yep. Never too late. Never too late. Never too late. Never too late. I see you. I see you. Yeah, y'all. Too, come on. Yeah, it's never too late. Never too late. See how that works? Sometimes people just gotta know that they're not by themselves. Sometimes people just gotta know they're not by themselves. Come on. Your courage and wanting to get baptized today. Yeah. It has blessed other people. Praise God. Amen. Here's my last call. If you out there, you say, I ain't coming down because I already love Jesus. I already submitted, but you've never been baptized. If you want to be baptized today and you still out there, I want you to come right now. Just let me see. Anybody else? Say, I want to get baptized. I just want to make sure we include everybody we yep. can. It's a choice. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, and one. If you're down here at this altar, whether you are you getting baptized or not, I just want you to reach your hands to heaven. It's a symbolic gesture of surrender. If you're out there in the audience, reach your hands towards them. If you're online, reach your hands towards them or reach your hands maybe up in the air because you're saying, God, I surrender today. Everybody repeat after me. Say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus I've sinned. I've sinned. Not proud of it, proud of but, it. I admit it. but I admit it. Today, Today I, lay my sin down. I lay my sin down. Take it, I pray. Take it, I, pray. I, don't I don't want it anymore. I reach to heaven, reach to, heaven, to, heaven to receive your forgiveness and take, take, take the place of my sin. I ask that you would accept me into your wonderful family. Today, I give my life completely to you. I'm yours, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Somebody give God a shout of praise in this place. Here's what we're going to do. Some of y'all came down here to get baptized. Some of y'all came down here to submit your life to Jesus. No matter what you came down here for, you see that sign says, welcome to the family. I'm going to dismiss everybody down here. So if you're getting baptized, you're out there before everybody else. And if you want to get baptized, I'm leaving you with... Ah, you're going to have that option as well. Uh, Steph, <laughs> tried to get me today. Ain't going to do it. Um, it got a gift for you. If you're getting baptized, you already got this, but maybe you haven't gotten this. 
Uh, it's a Bible. There's WWJD bracelet in here. It's a letter from me and her, so you know you're not alone. And if you got questions, we got team that can answer that, man. Some people get saved and then they walk out and they're like, what just happened? We got team that can help facilitate those questions as well. But I can't open up the ceiling and show you there's a celebration in heaven going on right now for the folks getting baptized and the ones that submitted their life to Christ today. Can y'all help them hear what that sounds like on the count of three? If you're at home, start hitting the clap, start hitting the likes on the count of three. Y'all gonna walk that way. They're gonna cheer for you. You're just gonna be right out in the choir. Here we go. One, two, three. Let them know that God loves them. Let them know they're special. Let them know they're sons. Let them know they're daughters. Let them know that a life submitted to Christ is a life worth living. Come on. Thank you so much for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. And if you like what you heard, please consider sharing with your friends and family to be a blessing to their lives as well. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Are Cool Church. And always remember that you were created out of love.